0: Hello, world. Welcome to another week of golf subpar. We are in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Colt Nost and Drew Stoltz. Sleaze, uh, hopefully this isn't our last golf subpar considering we're in Vegas right now.
1: We are cozied up right here on the mm. couch, ain't we? Up here in the room. Yeah, this could be. Um, we got three nights up here. We've already had one. Went well, I thought. Kudos to us for not getting here. too weird. I did maybe get a little overboard, but the tables were hot, bro. What do you expect? What do you expect the kid to do? My girl Kia. Kaya. Sorry. You still don't know Kaya. Kaya. Don't call me Kia. Dealing out blackjacks. Like, handing them out like Halloween candy out there. Never been, never seen more blackjacks in in one sitting than last night. Good omen for the week.
0: It was very, very nice to see. Love being in Las Vegas. Little Shadow Creek later on today. Going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But first, got to discuss the Wyndham Championship, one of the most exciting events on the PGA Tour. Six-man playoff, should have been seven. By the way, we threw out Russell Henley tough. in our FanDuel segment last week. We almost started off two for two.
1: Almost back-to-back. I would have bet infinite amount of money I was standing on the 72nd uh, green there that that, that was going to be a seven-way playoff, but that was a, a tough one for him. But, yeah, damn near back-to-back to start off this FanDuel partnership there. By the way,
0: uh, a friend of ours, another bad beat, second week in a row, had Russell Henley to top five, plus 650. Oh, my God. Because there was a six-way playoff, he finished tied for seventh. Ouch. If he gets in the playoff, obviously guaranteed win. That is a stinger. But we're going to get to our bets later on. But our man Kevin Kisner, guy is going to be a future guest on Golf Subpar. I'm actually emceeing his charity event later on in November. Going to be a lot of fun. But the Bulldog got it done and had to catch the attention of Ryder Cup captain Steve
1: Stricker. If it didn't, I don't know what he's got to do. He was a very, very popular win this past week. And, I mean, it's just – it's funny what – like, I mean, you get in a six-man playoff, like we said, could have been seven. If if Adam Scott makes that putt on the first playoff hole, we're probably not having the same conversation about kids being on the Ryder Cup team, but he went out there, got it done, and now I feel like the whole world is, is pulling for kids to be on that team. We've been talking about for a long time. We need some Bulldogs. He and Brian Harmon, two double Bulldogs. Um, we need some putters, things like that. He checks all the boxes with that. And I think more than anything – just a great locker room guy. Like mm-hmm. a guy that just got some juice. Like that stuff is contagious, man. When you look back at like Valhalla, for instance, like everyone in that room talked about Anthony Kim and the confidence and the swagger that he had in there. I think Kiz is one of those guys. I don't know. We have a ton of those guys on the U.S. side, but I know he wants to rip your face off every time he steps on the golf course with you. And I just think that that confidence, that swagger he's got, that stuff's infectious, man. I think that spreads throughout a, a team room. I think he would be an incredible
0: pick. Infectious and spreading sometimes not that great not always the best in the same sentence (laughs) it it is very good but yeah i'm with you kevin kisner is built for Ryder Cups, built for team competition undefeated in his president's cup debut at liberty national which is where we'll be this week for the northern trust but i love the guy uh he's got it man he is built for it i would i would be very shocked if he wasn't on that team after the performance he put on you know i know he had a 0-5 record in playoffs now 1-6 or sorry, one in five. God, nice math. Yep, math. One in five. It's Vegas in six. Yeah, exactly. But man, I love this guy. He's he's got it all. Um, I expect him to be wearing the red, white, and blue at the end of the se- end of September. Um, but man, I tell you what, it was so cool to be out there. You know, I was I was on on the call for CBS six man playoff should have been seven. I loved all six of them going down the fairway at one time. As kids said, looked like almost like a hit and giggle at home. Just walking down the fairway, with so many people. Adam Scott probably should have got it done, but at the end of the day, Kevin Kisner is your champion.
1: Moves to 18th in the Ryder Cup standings, which, in my mind, is perfectly fine. Just enough. Just it's plenty. Yeah, it's like when you look at what what Strick's gonna have to, you know, these guys. He's gonna have to make these picks at some point, man. You can make an argument for a lot of these guys. There's, gonna, I mean, he's got all the way down at 18, and we're saying he should be on there. I mean, there's gonna guys 17 through 13 will be like, what about me? I'm up here too. I mean, it's gonna be tough, but I think Kis – I don't know if he punched his ticket, but he may have just punched his ticket with that one. It's going to be tough to hold him off. we got three weeks left. A lot can happen, but I think you need some of those bubble guys that have big weeks to potentially knock him out at this point.
0: By the way, we mentioned Georgia Bulldogs. Ten Georgia Bulldogs made it to the FedEx Cup playoffs. How about that? All, new all-time
1: record. That's why we had our friend on Jeff Mitchell, the legend. Jeff Mitchell, <laughs> we had him on. I said, can you name all the Georgia Bulldogs on the PJ Tour? He got through it. He got through it. Kudos to him, but God, it's, there's a shitload of them. If you're a kid out there right now... And you got an offer from them. Hard to turn them down looking at that track record. Damn. No doubt about it. Congratulations to Kevin Kisner, future guest of Golf Subpar. How about the bo- How about not just the top of the leaderboard, though, the bubble drama? With oh, yeah. How we got to talk about Chess and Hadley. Hadley. Marbles. The huge Marbles round of the week goes to Chess and Hadley. Needs to shoot, I mean, something incredibly low on Sunday. Goes out, shoots 62, just with a little back nine, 29. And, oh, by the way, let me sprinkle my first ever ace. Not first ever ace on the PGA Tour, but in life, which is hard to believe. I mean, our boy Ches got, like, 25 of them things mm-hmm. and chess and sitting on a goose egg until that one but dude he, he does all that and he goes in and he finishes it off with the birdie on the 72nd knowing that every single shot is is you know in or out probably at that point does it stamps a 62 it looks like it's going to be enough based on the finish perhaps and then it all comes down to justin rose of all people needs to make bogey on 18 and damned if he doesn't go in three putt yeah Congratulations, wow congratulations to justin Hadley. so cool
0: um, to see him get it done. So emotional in the interview with Amanda Baleonis, which shows you how much the, it means to these guys. I mean, the difference in 125 and 126, it doesn't seem like much, but it is a lot. I mean, he is fully exempt next year. He's in the players. He can plan his schedule. Doesn't have to go to the Corn Ferry playoffs. Instead, he's going to New York for the FedEx Cup playoffs. Uh, awesome. So happy for Chess and one of the best dudes out there. But, Slees, we're switching it up a little bit this week with our guest. Mm. You know, yes, going a little away from golf, so if you want to learn a little bit more about The Bachelor, you're going to hear it right here because we've got one of the most famous bachelors of all time, Ben Higgins, who's a huge golfer, joined us in Memphis. And I tell you what, I didn't know how the hell this episode was going to go. I learned a lot about The Bachelor and also learned that Ben Higgins is a pretty damn cool dude.
1: Yeah, dude, I was going in. I was like, uh, all right, we gonna talk Bachelor for a while. I don't really have a whole, I mean, everybody's watched it. I, I've watched it you know in the years past but i don't know a whole hell of a lot that goes on we we start off we're talking about golf with him he wants to talk golf and all that stuff like all right bro like relax we talk about golf all the time i want to hear what this bachelor life is all about damn that's a wild ride being on that thing talk about going from just normal job nobody knows you and all of a sudden bam cover us weekly all that type of shit that's a wild ride being being the batch doesn't sound all that bad uh at times by the way we actually apply for a job
0: during this interview little Bachelor in Paradise. We'll, oh, yeah. We'll get to that. See yeah, if we lobbied or not. We lobbied. But um, awesome, dude. Saw him out at the golf course all week at Memphis. He was out there following around Ricky Fowler and a bunch of other guys. I met him at Zach Johnson's charity event. He's He's been there, I think, five years in a row. Just loves it. Awesome, dude. I hope you guys enjoy it. Here's Ben Higgins on Golf Subpar. All right. Well, before we get to Ben Higgins, I want to talk a little Travis Matthew. Slees, so, it's no secret. We like making money. Y'all like making money. So why not wear... The Moneymaker Golf Shoot by Travis Matthew. It is incredible. It is lightweight. It is waterproof. Most importantly, it's stain-resistant in case you pour your little transfusion
1: down there on those things. It can things. happen. It, it can happen. And by the way, it's good enough for world number one Johnny Rahm. Any shoe that's good enough for world number one, probably good enough for the rest of us, too. What's the rule? You look good. You feel good. Play good, yeah. This helps you knock off number one. John Rom wins the U.S.
0: Open wearing those things. You can win your club championship, or maybe just a little match with your boys back home. But the money maker is the best new shoe going. It is so com so comfortable. New money has never looked or felt so good. Visit quater.com to purchase the Money Maker today. The, use the code SPP20 to get 20% off your first purchase. That's C U A T E R.com and use the code SPP20 to get 20% off. Quater, the best shoe out there. All right, here it is. Ben Higgins on Golf Subpar. All
1: right, we got a fellow podcaster in the house today, Colts. So we got to run a tight ship here. Uh <laughs> Very He's the host of the Almost Famous podcast. You probably all know him as the Bachelor alum. And now he's a diehard golfer, Ben Higgins. Welcome aboard. I think the the golfer part uh, came first, so sure. I was a golfer. Then okay, the golf bachelor. from the jump. I would actually like to say podcast. maybe the
2: reason I became the Bachelor is because I was a golfer, and the host at the time was a golfer, and I was like, I think he thought like we get on play a little bit.
0: That's that's fair. Yeah, yeah. but I would say this is our first like real podcaster we've ever had on him. Mean, he Riggs, he doesn't count.
1: Doesn't count. I mean, Max.
0: Max Holman definitely doesn't <laughs> no, count.
1: I don't even count.
0: But, no. okay, so, you, so you were, you've you been a diehard golfer for a long time, when'd you start?
1: So I, uh, so my grand,
2: like granddad was a golfer. And so he was tall, He's like like 6'4". He used to take me to the course when I was like seven years old. I picked up my first club. I played up until high school, stopped playing golf for other sports, blew out my knee my sophomore year, picked the club back up again, and I've been playing ever since. Uh, i play more now than ever
0: yeah six handicap i think you told
2: me the other day uh it's gone up a little bit this week oh good uh, or last you like you don't have to hustle yeah. 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 yeah so i need one more uh-huh. <laughs> yeah i think i'm up to like a 7-1 now
1: solid i've had a rough week man i can't get off the tee mm. solid you're playing the, some of these like celebrity events mm-hmm. now i think tahoe diamond resorts all that stuff how's that been for like playing in competition yeah. a little, well, you gotta actually put a number up a little tougher there's a lot to that
2: so when I was the bachelor, I came off the show, and my, I signed with an agency, and he goes, what's the one thing you want out of this? Well, I was like, well, obviously, like, some hosting gigs would be great, or, like, some money. Somehow, someway. some way. Yeah. Money. yeah. <laughs> the second thing yeah. is I want to get in these golf tournaments. Like, I want to play in these celebrity golf tournaments that you see, and I want to get around. Because I just, I love the game. I love, I love doing it. And so he got me into a lot of them uh, with the help of some other people. And then my dad caddies for me. So, like, the part is fun for me to play in competition because it makes me feel like I'm actually, like, a decent golfer. Yeah. Like, for, like, four days of my life, I feel like I'm okay. And then my dad gets to walk with me and walk the fairways, and that's, like, a memory we'll have forever. Uh, he loves it. I love it. And so it's, it's special. Those things are awesome.
0: When you, when you go to those events, like, are there any expectations or is it just, dear God, I hope I don't kill anyone. Let's just have some fun out here.
2: Both. Uh, my expectation every year now is to break 78. Okay. Uh, and I would like to try to do it all four days. I haven't yet. Um, but like that's a goal for me as like uh, with my handicap and, and kind of where I usually play. And the second part of that is, yeah, I don't want to like, I got into, I play in this one called um, uh, Diamond Resorts in uh, Orlando. It's an incredible event. And last year I got the hooks. And so I was left on everything like duck, <laughs> like uh, duck hooking it, like just yanking it left. And that gets scary. Because then you're, like, telling people to move out the way at 150 yards down, like, left. <laughs> uh, so that's the second goal is just don't get the the yanks. I
0: laugh, though, at those things because, I mean, you, I watch them on TV and, you know, playing on tour, I think the gallery's crazy where they stand. Mm-hmm. And these are the best players in the world. You guys do other things for a living, and they're standing in the exact same place. Dude, I'm like, what are y'all doing?
2: It's wild. I've seen uh, – I, I have a good story of Ray Romano. Not a good story, I guess. But <laughs> in Tahoe, he hit a spectator, and he comes in, and he's just a mess. Like – just, like, yeah. breaking down at dinner. Like, I can't believe I did that. I hope they're okay. Like, and so I get out on the tee the next day, and I'm playing with a, uh, with a couple guys, and everybody's, like, shaking on the first tee. Like, shaking. And everybody's saying, like, because of what Ray yeah. did yesterday. So I'm with you. Like, I think it's crazy. Like, not too many people are good golfers who don't play consistently, I'm, I'm one of those people that's
1: not that great. I'll see Barkley like hit one in the trees and the gallery swarms it. And then yeah. guys are sticking their head around to try to get the birds out. I'm like, what oh, are you? Yeah. He's over here for a reason, bro. And I don't know if you've seen yeah. the clip. Have you had any like embarrassed? Because playing in front of a camera, there's cameras that are all these things. A lot different than just playing with your boys. Any embarrassing moments or oh, anything yeah. that stands out?
2: So well, I think those two are on NBC. I think the coverage mm-hmm. is. And uh, there's, uh, I was uh, in Tahoe. And you can hear the, it was like the, my one clip of, and you can hear my dad going, all right, we just need a good shot here off the tee. Just get a good drive out there. And I was like, okay, good, good. So I, I swing and I just top it, like right into the grass yes. in front of me. And you just see the best one I had. The most embarrassing thing for me is to see my dad in the background just go, oh, God. He's
1: let me down. Like, yeah. It's <laughs> not, <laughs> <my laughs> yeah. not my Head son. It's not my son. Head sink to
2: his chest. My <laughs> face is just blank. He's my caddy, which their yeah. one job is to keep you going, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he just just gives up. Like just oh, Is that dude. first tee? Uh, no, that was probably oh, okay. like the 11th tee. I All think right. at
0: that point I'd had a couple more of those. At least it wasn't the first. Yeah, yeah.
2: well. Maybe you get rid of it after How, the first.
0: But I feel like, I mean, Tahoe is the one of yeah. those events. It's the big-time one. You know, you get the, the incredible field, the gallery. How much fun is that week, though, oh getting to see God. all those other athletes and celebrities?
2: Man, it is It is special. So you, you, the two big ones are, like, Tahoe and Orlando. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the two big ones. Tahoe is the one that's, like, kind of, if they ever did a, a tour, that would be the finishing tournament, yeah. like, the, the biggest deal to those guys. Uh, for me, it's incredible because I come from the world of reality television. I'm not going to sit here and say I have any tangible skill set to put me on that show, right? (laughs) Like, I've gotten very lucky to kind of have this, like, very layman's view of the celebrity world. But we're sitting in a room, like, this is a good story. So we're sitting in the room the night before Tahoe. My dad and I are so nervous. Greg Maddox Maddox is sitting behind us, who is my, like, childhood, like, celebrity, like, idol. Uh, Larry the Cable guy is sitting one one row in front of us. Like, and it's this room full of, like, Hall of Famers, everything they've done. And so they do the announcement they do this every year where they announce like the new guys to tahoe they're like here's demarcus Ware, nine-time pro bowler (laughs) exactly here's emmett smith you know all these things and then they get to me ben higgins 20th season of the bachelor and you have to stand (laughs) up and wave and layer the cable guy looks back at me at this room full of people my dad's sitting next to me we're nervous already goes well that's pretty underwhelming (laughs) (laughs) uh it's so like Uh, you know for me i just feel like i am i'm lucky to be in those rooms uh, but they are exciting, and, uh, and it's, it's really unique because some of these guys are really good. Yeah. Like, you know, this year in Orlando, we had Annika mm-hmm. yeah. like, which is incredible uh, to be playing next to her. Um, so there's great things I take from them. These are memories that will last me a lifetime.
1: Okay. Who, you, have you played out there long enough to develop any rivalries, like a guy you like more or less the same skill set, and you want to you beat him?
2: You know, I uh, – yeah. It's, it's uh, Kevin from The Office. Yeah, oh, yeah we're about great. the same handicap. He's a great dude. And like anytime he's in a tournament with me, like I kind of like match myself up with him if I'm playing better. And Brian Erlacher. So, Brian Erlacher mm. and I got to play with John Rahm <laughs> a few years ago and uh, the BMW. It was in Chicago. And this is when, I mean, how many years ago was that when it was in Chicago? Like maybe five, four or five yeah, years yeah. ago. So, John was young. Like he was just coming on. He, people knew he was going to be good, but he wasn't like the well known name he is now. Uh, and Brian, and I played in that together and we were about the same. So those two guys, are the guys I kind of measure myself up to. And then they're also like, Brian's the guy. If I, if I ever go out to Scottsdale, I'd try to play with
1: this. Guy, has he pulled any pranks on you? He's the biggest, he's the oldest 12 year old in the world. Who Brian? Yeah. Yeah. And like he's also snake? the biggest
2: mountain biker you'll mm-hmm. ever seen. your life. crazy. Bike. Yeah. So like he picked that up here recently in life and he'll, he, he's massive. And he'll come into these tournaments now in shorts and like his legs will be all cut up He's because like, I was just cruising, you know, 30 miles per hour down the mountain last night. Yeah, he is. He's a massive child.
0: So, <laughs> he's the, Bum, he's the is best. Is Bumgarner Kevin from The Office? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. My God, I Love him. How, Sweater vest every day, whether it's 110 or 50. He's, he's fantastic.
1: The, I saw him out there this year and I talked to him just, just briefly, but how weird is it the first time you meet him? All you've ever seen him in is Kevin from yeah. The Office and you kind of expect that. And then he's like a really well-spoken, articulate, very smart guy. And you're like, oh man, yeah. like I had no idea. It's probably
2: why he's so good at what he does, yeah. right? Um, it's this thing. I mean, it's weird for me. For all these things, because I get to meet these people that I've watched for years, like him, and you meet him in person, and you're playing golf next to him. You're talking about life. Like, Jim McMahon and I got to play together in Tahoe, and he's walking on the fairway. He was a character, right? But, like, I like, I mean, seeing the hits that he takes, seeing this, the, his history, uh, and now I'm playing golf alongside of him. Here's another one. I'll, I'll keep rambling, but Ta- yes. Tahoe oh, this does this thing. Um, and, and I, and I want to preface all of this with saying, like, and I don't mean this to me myself at all. I have a great life. I'm very like happy with the life I'm living, but you have to understand that like I grew up in Indiana at 26 years old. I was asked me on a reality television show. I go on this show, become the bachelor. And then all of a sudden my life changes in ways that like I never expect. And over time, you know, I start to believe I'm actually pretty cool. Um, and then you get <laughs> What's humbled. That feel like? yeah, yeah. You get humbled a little bit, but no. So all this is like coming from somebody that kind of gets to live the dream, like for without a lot of work put into it, which is unfair. Um, but I get invited to Tahoe, which is is, is one of my dreams in life. I, I love watching that tournament. They send an email out to anybody that signed up for the golf team. They say, hey, uh, now is a chance to sign up for karaoke night at Tahoe. And all my buddies who have played in this tournament had said, if you want to get invited back, just say yes to everything. Do whatever they ask of you. It's like, well, that's my motto. So they say here's uh, here's karaoke night. So I'm like, I'm, I guess I'm signing up for it. like karaoke sounds fun. So I sign up and they're like what song do you want to sing? Uh, and so i signed up for whitney houston uh, smart i want to dance with somebody and i'm thinking this will be fun this will be easy this will be hilarious right so we go to that opening meeting that i told you about after the meeting they open up a cocktail bar for everybody and we're standing getting cocktails uh and this guy comes up uh who's uh a guitarist uh for the event and he said from rascal flats yeah and he said uh ben you must be a good singer like, no man i'm terrible singer like i am the, <laughs> and I, had, they, I don't know what yeah, yeah i don't know where this is coming from i'm like i'm a terrible singer not at all and he goes seriously I said yeah and he goes why uh, i said why do you ask and he goes well you signed up for the hardest karaoke song like whitney houston for karaoke night and i was like well yeah just to have a good time and he's like do you know what karaoke is I, was like, I have no idea what karaoke is i've never been to this thing he goes, been karaoke is actually just an excuse for tahoe to have like Justin Timberlake sing a song on stage for free
1: like Rascal Flats (laughs) yeah Rascal Flats like all these (laughs) not Ben Higgins not Ben Higgins (laughs) and I'm like
2: oh crap but I was like I've already signed up like I can't back out now because uh that would be a terrible look the better thing would have been not to sign up at all so it gets to the evening of karaoke karaoke is actually on the lake there there's 1500 people everybody in the tournament and everybody goes one at a time finally it gets to me and it's all professional singers who have gone at this point I get up there you don't even have words to these songs. So I start singing, and I finally like, start singing, and everybody in the audience just turns and starts looking at me, and I can just feel it. I mean, and I look to my left, and there's Tony Romo and Aaron Rodgers staring right there at me, like front row. <laughs> that's, that's my parents are out in, the, out in the audience. My dad probably has his head in his chest again, not looking at the stage. I walk off stage after this horrible, awful Any applause? No, no applause. Perfect. And Tony Romo puts his arm around me, and he goes, man, you've got some big balls, like <laughs> Dude. really proud. Of and all week, that's what I was known for. I thought it was gonna get me invited back, it didn't. But if you can find a clip of it, it's
1: more than embarrassing. Who was it that told you that, hey, you gotta just say yes to everybody? Was it a, Ford. Was a, he uh-huh. just pranking uh, you yeah. or no? Yeah.
2: Uh, I feel like he was because yeah. he's a professional singer. So he's yeah. saying just fine. Yeah. I also think like in his mind it's probably my best move is just to do it and see if it makes a name enough for me to get invited back. It didn't, it didn't work. That like the ninth fantastic. green at
1: nine.
0: Yeah. How, yeah. how fast was your heart beating while you were up there? Oh,
2: it, like, it's one of those moments that, you know, you have those dreams that like all of a sudden you're standing in front of a room full of people naked and like you're embarrassed. It's kind of how I like it's really like Ugh. the first time in a long time I had been like shocked, like to like paralyzed and embarrassment on stage. And then something clicked in my mind. It's like, you're already up here. You can't walk off now. You've got to own it.
0: Dude, props
1: to you. There's a, oh, a bunch somebody. of people watch that thing too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, How I many mean, cocktails before to get up there?
2: Oh, we took. As soon as I found out what it was, it was at the bar until the announcement. I'm telling you, like, I, I know the story probably didn't do it justice, but when you stand in front of 1,500 people, most of which you watch on TV mm-hmm. because of, they're really good at their sports, and all the eyes are on you, and everybody's like giggling and laughing, like. <laughs> <laughs> It's not a great feeling, that's a, that's especially because <laughs> you feel like you don't belong there, anyways, and yeah. you really don't. But yeah, that yeah. A and they put you at the end story. after all the other, oh, all the yeah. good acts. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, we got Justin Timberlake, <laughs> Ben Higgins, then Rascal Flats. Perfect, no big yep. deal. Okay. It was awesome.
1: Yeah. It shouldn't be a problem. If anybody needs to go get a drink now's the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, a hundred. <laughs> but
0: something you said earlier said you, you got asked to be on a reality show. Yeah. You got, so I want to know because I have no idea how this process. I see the number yeah, come out go. after the show and everything. Yeah. We're gonna dive into this. Pretty let's go. So you actually got asked. You didn't sign up for it.
2: Well, kind of. So what happened was I was coming. I do a, um, some work with an organization out of Honduras and I was flying home from Honduras and I was connecting in Houston. So I was with a couple of buddies of mine who had gone down with me and we we're sitting there in, in Houston on the plane and a guy walks past. And my buddy goes, oh, that's so-and-so from The Bachelorette. And I I'd watched a show with my, my mom growing up. And, and so I knew of it, but I hadn't watched it for a few years. and uh, And it hit me at that point. This is kind of a weird story. It hit me at that point that like regular people go on the show. Like some guy getting on a plane, sitting in the back of the plane, was on the show at some point, my buddy knew him. Like, uh, And so I go back to the office uh, and I was working in financial services at the time. And I'm literally three days later, I'm sitting there and my, uh, uh, the marketing director at the company came up and she's like, Ben, uh, casting calls are for The Bachelor, downtown Denver today, will you go with me? She has no idea that I just met, like that just had already been fresh in my mind. I was like, I'm not going to a casting call like no way you're going to need to go to a dating show casting call. (laughs) And uh, she said, well, if I sign you up, will you sit next to me and do like the video and the pictures and all that? I said, Oh, of course, that sounds great. So we took an hour that day, signed me up a week later. They called uh, and that's where the process started. Uh, And it it mostly was me going while somebody uh, I'd seen this guy on a plane and then two days later, uh, somebody just asked me. And so I kind of got signed up, but kind of helped with the process.
1: All right. So you go through that. I got to know how we get actually onto the show. So there's got to be a million dudes out there that all go through this stuff and they weed out 90 percent of my thing right off the jump and then they weed it down. What happens after all that? You got to go through like some interview processes or background checks or what? Oh, yeah. All of it. You go through all your health checks,
2: uh, background checks. But then it's really like week after week, they kind of call you and check in on you Uh, or they like to like Skype with you, I think, to, to see what you're up to. And that lasted for about six months until yeah, it's the real yeah, and then finally they said, hey, will you come to L.A. uh, to meet people in person? And so then they fly you out to L.A. This is my first time in L.A. was when I flew out for the casting, and you stay in this airport down or this hotel down by the airport, and you walk into this room full of about twenty people, uh, and they just start throwing questions at you. Um, I was fresh off an ACL surgery at the time, so I was on crutches, which I think like gave me the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, the sympathy. Smart um yeah uh but then uh that happened and a month later you find yourself back out in LA for the show so it was it was about a week after my time in LA they called and they said hey we want to actually
0: ask you to be on the show and uh and then things started getting real real so were you ever like uh I don't know if I want to do this or just like Mm. nope you know what let's just go for it I don't know if I ever
2: was I don't know if I want to do this what happened the only thing restricting me was my job uh, and so I had told myself if my, um, my job, my parents, my family, if any of them said, don't do it, I wasn't going to do it. And so I told my friends and they're like, you should do it. Mostly. I think they wanted to like, you know, make fun of me the <laughs> yeah, whole time. Yeah. yeah of course. Uh, my, my family was all in on it. Uh, I was living in Denver. I was working this job. I didn't love. I didn't really have any friends out there at the time. I just moved there. Uh, and so I think they were wanting me to spice life up a bit too. And like I said, I was young. I was 25 years old at this point. Um, and then my boss said, uh, Hey, how about you take a sabbatical? Take three months, go do what you need to do, do this show, come back. You have a job again. I was like, well, I'm going like that. And then, then there was no question in my mind if I should do it or not. Really. It just felt like it would spice life up if anything. So she, take us, go ahead. No, I, t-
0: take, I'm fascinated by this. You, you, yeah. So you get there. So now we're yeah. getting ready to start shooting the show. Yeah. I don't know how many producers there are or anything like that, but how much are they in like, everyone's ear saying like we need someone to act this way we need someone to act that way
2: scripting i don't okay so how i'd say this is like they kind of play god so like there's 200 people that work on that show (laughs) it's a huge show um it's a massive deal and uh and so they kind of have cameras everywhere where they have camera people everywhere and they have their control room that they sit in that people for whatever reason think it's like an evil control room it's like well it's a television show at the end of the day like they gotta have a place to produce And so they see everything going on and then they're talking with you, but they become like, it's a bubble. So they become your only friends. They become your confidants. They become the people you lean on for support and help. And so at some point they, they do have some ability to manipulate the situation, but I never remember them ever telling me you need to do this. So Hmm. I always say when the people, you know, come off the show and they blame production for whatever, it's like, well, you had a choice in the matter. Like you were just easily swayed. So, uh, for me, I never felt like I, I, uh, they manipulated me too much, um, but I always remember them saying, hey, you should, go. you should go talk to her right now. And it's like, well, she's talking to my buddy. Like, well, you should go interrupt should that. go blow it's that like, up. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like, well, how can I do this to not make him upset? Like, that's the kind of situation you're in. Do you know who the girl is when you, like, apply? I found out the – so you go to a hotel three days before shooting starts. Uh, so you're in a hotel, bef- like, up uh, in Agora Hills. And um, I was able to watch TV in the hotel. You're not able to watch TV on the show. And I was watching the ABC. I was watching the Bachelor's ending, and they announced the Bachelorette that night. And then the next day we start filming. Oh, so you find out the day before you got no day
1: TV be- and on the show, no TV. So no Super TV, Bowl's on. I don't know what t- time of year it was. March but- Madness. Well, oh, yeah, March damn. Madness is usually. On. So you don't know who's winning. Nothing.
2: Well, they gave a bracket out, and they would update us on that. But like, no TV, no cell phone, nothing. Like you are. Which is actually kind of nice because you're trying to date in a weird environment, and so when you like don't have anything else to do but to talk about dating, you do get focused in, uh, but it also can get really boring.
0: But how how long is this process? Because I mean, you're, you're saying no cell phone, no TV, and I mean you were second runner up,
2: in yeah, season eleven. Yeah, so I was third.
0: So how long how long does this whole process take?
2: Uh, I was there about eleven weeks.
0: Damn, that's a long time. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's a long time. Um, eleven weeks. From start, well, maybe it might even go on the 13 or 12 weeks start to
1: finish. So you're there about three months mm. without
2: any access to the outside world. Yeah, like, that's a lot. Yeah.
1: No phone, no nothing. No yeah. nothing. Yeah. What happens if you show up and you find out the day before they just announce some train wreck girl that you can't stand? You're just like, oh, So yeah. you st- already <laughs> <you> just got <laughs> I it think out. Most people to- <laughs> say, yeah, I think most people <laughs> nowadays would say you get out. So like
2: I was on The Bachelor before social media was really a big thing. This 2016 um and so back then you really only go on the show to like have fun like s- see what see what happens uh nowadays i think people go on the show to try to get like yeah blow up monetary 100%. benefit and so nowadays i think you just say yeah i'm going for it i think back then like i we uh my the season i was on had two bachelorettes so we had to vote night one on which one we wanted to stay oh, wow. and one of the guys that was on the season actually wanted the other girl to say that wasn't chosen so he left on night one and I don't think he regrets it hmm. because back then you just did that because you wanted to see if this would work out. I think nowadays people would just stick around just to see yeah. what could happen. Follow me on yeah. Insta. So, yeah.
0: so you're off the grid for 11 weeks doing mm. the show and then it comes out. Yeah. At what point mm. do you kind of realize, wow, I'm kind of famous now?
2: I, for me, it wasn't really until I was The Bachelor. Really? Well, yeah, because it was in between there that social media started to get really popular. And then you're one of 30 dudes for, you know – a long time uh, and then as soon as they announce you're The Bachelor all of a sudden now you're on the cover of magazines now people are talking about you now your following starts to increase now people are judging and criticizing you um, that's when you really start to feel like that little moment of fame is because you start to get criticism for the first time when you're on The Bachelorette you don't really get that much criticism because people forget about you pretty quick but now you realize oh no people actually care to have an opinion on me when you start seeing the, the negative stuff
1: when you're the bachelor and you're the one picking and you're giving out the roses and all that, is there ever a time where they come to you and be like, hey, dude, even if this chick ain't the one, let's keep her going because she moves the needle? Because it seems like there's no matter if it's bachelor bachelor, there's always a one psycho yeah. that like gets in that makes it like way further psycho- way than, than, they should, than they should, you know what I mean? I'm like, how is this chick still around? She's a train wreck. <laughs> so there's a couple ways to do that.
2: One is they hide you from a lot. Like if I'm in this room and somebody's in the room next to me and they're having a breakdown, they're never going to let me go into that room. So I'll never see it. So unless they tell me or somebody else tells you as the bachelor, like, you don't even know what's happening. So you're, you're, you're not familiar with a lot of the stuff, the crazy stuff that's going on until it's time for you to see it. And that's why I kind of say, like, hey, I wasn't really, like, manipulated much. I just did, wasn't aware of a lot. Yeah. Like you're, you're kind of unfamiliar with it. Now, if you're letting somebody go, because you do get to choose who you let go, and the show wants them to stay, I uh, – I guess the best, like, it's kind of an unspoken secret where they're like, hey, there's more to get to know about her. And instead of me, like, <laughs> throwing a fit and be like, yeah. no, I want to let her go. Like, no, like, I mean, you want to have a good relationship with the people in the show. You know you you know where you want this to end anyways with hopefully meeting somebody, if not having a good time. You're tired the way it is. You don't want to argue with them. You just say, okay, I'll, you know.
1: She just, makes girls cry. You should yeah. probably keep her. Yeah. <laughs> there's more to get to know about her. Yeah. So
0: one thing, like, I mean, the f- – the first rose ceremony, there's what, 25 women yeah. in there? Yeah. Okay, how many times does it take to go through there with you
1: saying oh. the right name every yes, single dude. time?
0: oh, yeah, that's, that's a you common thing. You
2: gotta have question. name tags or something. So the, that's the easiest part of the night because uh, what you actually do is you can pause whenever you want. Okay. okay? So Here nobody we go. knows this. So, like, so, yeah. you can walk out of the room. Now, the show doesn't love it, but, like, if you're like, I'm stuck, you can walk out, get a drink, take a breather, like, figure out what names coming up next that 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 can happen and then it just it's not as long of it like a process where you have to remember 25 names the hardest part though is for the most part night one is very like free go and the show just follows you is when like somebody comes up to talk to you on night one and you don't have any resource to know their name and (laughs) I had two girls which I think is a terrible move go what's my name Mm. like the whole like that's just setting you up for failure exactly Um, and so I think that's the hardest part because all of a sudden you're anxious all night about these girls names and like (laughs) that part, but the, the rose ceremony, you can like, I tried to do it like every five girls because you don't want the girls to think you're going back to getting their names anyways.
1: They got to know though. There's no one that can memorize 25 or two minute little meetings. You gotta try to. Stay I don't know. Have my cousins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, the, but you come up there and you gotta give like the monologue, like, "Hey, girls, had a great time." How many takes does that take? Cause that's like a little lengthy. That's a little None. lengthy speech. No, you're just going straight off the top, or what?
2: You just go with it.
1: Freestyle. Yeah.
2: Respect. There is no like re-editing, like no redos here. Like that's the cool mm-hmm. part about this show is like, there's no redo. So if somebody's like a total doofus, they're gonna look like it. Yeah. You just, you know, yeah, there's no, like, hey, can I start this over? Mostly because, like, the hardest part about the show is The Bachelor is, like, you want these women to feel like you're actually attempting to date them for a long time. Like, you don't want them to think that this is some, like, fake thing that they're playing into. Yeah. So you try to keep it as natural as possible for as long as you can, even though, you know, 25 people. So
0: are. in this in this three months, do you ever get a day just to go be by yourself and do something you uh,
2: want? Th- this is the wildest thing. So I'm an only child. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like... Pretty big introvert. Um, I really need my time. It's probably why I love the golf course. Like, I need my time just, like, sit and think. The show knew this about me. Uh, And then at some point during the process, the show decided to have my handler, like, pretty much follow me around wherever I went. Like, I think, like, to exhaust me. I have yet to get a good answer on why this guy followed me, my age, followed me around. But he did. He followed me everywhere. Uh, So, no, you don't get any time alone. Uh, Flights. You kind of get alone like if you fly somewhere you're flying and uh you get some quiet time except two of our flights the woman actually ended up being on the flight with me and so like they'd be like sneaking notes up front uh to the plane <laughs> you're on the same plane yeah which is super awkward yeah that's weird yeah super weird because you can't talk to them because yeah. there's no cameras filming so like they're just like don't say anything like don't make eye contact you just like sit in your seat and they're sitting four rows behind you it's real weird
1: how hard is it when you go i assume you watch like your season when you were the bachelor right like you go back so, and you, you see some of these like you know you got a one-on-one we've all been there you're one-on-one with a. you say some things you might not necessarily want your boys here in back yeah. home, you know what i mean you're like dude i'm gonna get worn <laughs> out like you know my heart beats whatever yeah. that type of shit yeah. and you're like oh god dude it's over that's tough
2: oh it's awful and it's still to this day is something that like i get texted the, the the memes and the gifs are the things yeah. i get texted mm. to this day from my buddies <laughs> like um yeah, I mean, there's a hundred of them you could Google, like, where, like, I do something embarrassing and stupid.
1: Yeah, you just get mushy and say something and oh, you get dragged and then, by your like, buddies.
2: you watch it with your grandma one night and, like, oh. they do the up-close scenes of you kissing and the sound is on. You know, you have a mic and so you can hear it. <laughs> She's, like, sitting next to you and you just, like, want to crawl away. You feel like a <laughs> teenager all over again. Um, it's funny, though. Like, my buddies handled it pretty well. Before I left for The Bachelorette, one of my best friends came up to me. He's like, well, this will be fun for you. Uh, and uh, But we'll see you in a couple weeks. And I was like, well, that hurts. He's like, well, there's some studs on that show. Like, there's some, like... And I was like, well... You're going to lose, dude. Yeah, you're not going <laughs> to... And you're not that sweet. And then when I was announcing the Bachelor, the same guy said to me, he goes, well, now you're just king of the nerds. Like, <laughs> and so I've always kind of laughed about it because he's not wrong. Like, uh, everybody there is just a bunch of dudes or, or women just trying to figure it out. Probably pretty young. Uh, and I just, you know, was king of the
0: nerds. What was that moment like, though, when, they, when you found out you were going to be the Bachelor? Because, I mean, that's crazy. I mean, you're on every Magazine cover. Yeah, you're on every talk show. That's yeah, like I watched a deal with you on Ellen uh, <laughs> earlier today. Yeah, That's large, nice research.
2: Yeah, um, I was actually sitting at my cubicle. I had, I was working a job in. Uh, I lived in Denver, but I was flying to uh, an office in Tampa, Florida, uh, ev- every week. And so I was sitting at my cubicle in Tampa, Florida when I got the phone call. So I'm in this like office at this brokerage firm, sitting in my cubicle, and I get a phone call, and they're like, Hey, do you like we want to ask you to be the bachelor, and like you want to talk about two weird worlds colliding. Like I'm in the basement in an IT department writing user manuals for a living. I get a call to ask me to be the bachelor, and I have to say yes in that moment. Like it, I mean, I'd say the biggest thing was like kind of just the shock, and then the coolest part was calling my family and being like, "Hey, uh, this is happening," and just hearing their support. Like.
0: So you had to decide right then, like you, you uh, didn't say,
2: I had take a, a minute. minute to think. I, I pretty much knew. Okay. Yeah. I had a week to like kind of decide and negotiate like all the like terms of it, which means pretty much, are you going to sign this or not? Um, but yeah, it was, it was a weird time. Uh, I mean, it still feels almost like a dream for me. And I, and I, and I say that just because like, you know, you both have, have accomplished cool things in your life and, and I, and I, I believe I have too. I just never expected reality television to be a thing that kind of like enhances it at all and uh and for me it's been uh it's been a wild experience i mean i'm getting to hang out and play golf this weekend for with a bunch of cool people because i was on a show a few years ago yeah i get to sing karaoke in front of some yeah, famous folks embarrass- I bet that's the- i honestly bet i don't know it'd be interesting if one day uh you ever like met like romo And you ask him, Do you remember when Ben Higgins sang karaoke at Tahoe? I I think it was so bad that he might just say yes. God, I hope so. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. we can find out. He's he's been on this show right now. Yeah.
1: Mm Yeah. Yeah, we were just up there. Um was I gonna ask you? Oh, when you get announced to be bachelor, all right, you're the bachelor, right? It's gonna come out, all this stuff. Every dude that shows up, like it's like they got on steroids and get in the gym and all this stuff. They make you like, hey dude, you need to start Mm. working out cut your hair we're gonna do your hair this way like they do the whole nine or what do i
2: look like i'm on steroids i don't know some of
1: these dudes show up and i'm like what do these guys do they're like oh i'm a sandwich maker and then they're just yoked
2: i had long hair um like down to my shoulders when they first asked they asked me to cut it they did do that they said we think you look better with a cut so i did cut my hair um i dieted hard and i lifted as hard as i could and i still was like the smallest dude there. I remember sitting there on night one, and these guys walk in. Well, okay, I was we, we get picked up at the hotel on night one in a limo, and you drive over to the mansion. I'm sitting in the, uh, the limo, and we're all, like, nervous and asking each other, what do you do for a living? One guy uh, was a former professional baseball player. Another guy was a doctor. Another guy was a dentist. Another guy owned uh, his own uh, gym that was doing super well. And then they asked me, and I'm like, I'm, I write user manuals for a living. <laughs> like, I don't belong here. And then night one happens, and you're sitting – I was the very first person out of the limo. So I was the very first person in the mansion. I'm sitting on the couches uh, watching these dudes walk in and they are, they walk in, they're confident, their suits fit nice. I had just gotten my suits at Kohl's. So I'd bought three suits at Kohl's and got them tailored down. And I thought that was like gonna work perfect. But these dudes are walking in and like, they're like, I don't know, Versace like (laughs) clothes and their shiny shoes and their hair is all slicked back. And then like two days later we have a pool day and like everybody takes their shirts off. And, like, I remember this. I'm in the bathroom there because we only have four bathrooms in the mansion for, like, 25 people. And I'm, like, trimming my chest with my, like, razor, like. <laughs> Push-ups like, yeah, and shit. I'm, yeah. like, pounding out there. there we no, we go. I really was. I was, like, in I remember this, like, panic, like, oh, gosh, like, I don't want to do this. And I walk out, and just everybody's cut up. And then, finally, one of the producers came out to me. He's a good buddy now, and he goes, just own it. Like, you're not here for that. That's not you. And I said, all right. So I did. Um, in fact, when I was The Bachelor, if, if you watch when my – Shirt was off. I had just the hairiest chest of all time because that guy was like, "Make a statement. Like bring the hairy chest back."
1: Yeah, like, bring that. I, mean, I love
2: it. it. Yeah, it worked. I'll be honest. Throwback.
0: The, the only season I've watched all the way through, and this is before I even knew you, and I think I told you this at Zach's event, yeah. was yours because I knew JoJo from Dallas. Oh yeah. We used to yeah. party it up in Dallas a little bit, so I actually watched that whole season. And now we're sitting here with you. This is what did you think of me back then?
1: What was wrong with Jojo, dude? No, I'm kidding.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. You'd be amazed how many times I got that question. Oh yeah. I thought you were fantastic. I like you way more now though. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> We've had some good times. Yeah, up with Zach's. That's yeah. funny.
2: You said that, Zach or Jojo uh, was awesome. And her whole family was like connecting to this Dallas scene. So like I knew I have met so many people who have been like, yeah, I know jo- Jojo back then. And um, you had said that and it's just, yeah, it's, it's wild that, you know, people like you get to pick it up because you knew somebody on the show.
0: Yeah. It's really cool. I mean, this has been fascinating for us. I don't well, know. This, is yeah. a, this is definitely a different direction yeah. Yeah. than anything we we've asked ever a lot got. of golf
1: questions typically. Now yeah. we're digging in. I'll, this. I'll
0: say one though, because I mean, obviously, you played quite a bit of golf with Chris Harrison, yes. former host mm-hmm. of, of The Bachelor and Bachelorette. Who gets the better of who on the golf course?
2: We are pretty even. It matters where we're playing at. So he, uh, we, I always love playing uh, Sherwood uh, mm-hmm. with him out there in, in Los Angeles, and uh, he, we, we go back and forth. I will say he's probably a better competitive golfer than me. He gets less nervous. I get pretty nervous, um pretty anxious, but like he's just used to calming the nerves. Uh he actually man he's been he's been good to me. He took me to Pebble Beach a few years mm-hmm. ago. We got to play that together. Um I've had some of my best golfing experiences with him. But he I don't know, he might be playing more golf now um than usual, <laughs> but uh when I played with him yeah, when I played with him last time, uh I think we were both around a 7. Yeah. He might be a little lower at this point. I did do, he have I, the best gig on the
1: planet? Cause like some of these God. episodes, like I'd watch it and like, you don't see him. It's all y'all dating and yeah. doing all And then he comes in and it's the whole two hour show or whatever it was he coming like, Ladies, oh, yeah. this is the final rose. And then he walks up. I'm like, that's all he did for the whole freaking show. He probably playing golf for the last three days. It,
2: well, on paradise. Living there in Mexico, they stay at the, the big resort down there that have like, it has a Greg Norman course. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the name of it at this point, but uh, like there'd be days that he wouldn't have to go to the house. Damn. So he would just play golf. Best now, gig of all time. After 20 years of being pretty good at your job, you kind of like earn that moment, right, to be able to do that. But I remember even uh, during the Bachelorette, I was uh, we were staying on uh, in Northern Ireland at Enoskillen, which is a Faldo course designed there, and my room faced the 18th hole, and I would look out my window, and I promise you, it, like three times a day I would see Harrison walking up the eighteen <laughs> hole <laughs> like yeah. I think like when we were out there we had a week off yeah because the storms that came through and so he would just be out there playing
1: golf yeah
2: uh it was a good gig like <laughs> I but uh you know again after 20 years he kind of deserves it and it was cool because it was something we connected on like we became actual buddies mm-hmm. where like you go on the show and you feel like I you know he, I'm just another dude that he has to <laughs> coach through this process at some level we actually started talking golf and then you know, we'd be able to go and play golf when no cameras are around and actually get to know each other. And, uh, yeah, I'm thankful for him. He's, he's a good friend.
0: I got to meet him at the Greenbrier. We went to a Kenny Chesney concert, shared a, quite a few cocktails together. What a great day. He's though. a good – yeah, God, he he's awesome. a
2: good time. Um, he is, and I, and I hope he's doing well. And I've, I actually just got to talk to him because um, his birthday was, what, a week ago. Uh, and I I know there'll be more golf to come uh, for him and I, but I do, yeah. I, I when anybody asks me like, what's one of some of the coolest stuff Harrison's ever done for you, I was like, well, he, he took me to Pebble. Yeah. Like that's, that's pretty legit. Yeah. It's hard to beat that. Yeah. Well, we gotta he had you, it figured yeah, out. Yeah, he
0: did. He had an unbelievable gig. We got to let you talk a little bit about your podcast, mm-hmm. Ben and Ashley I, almost famous podcast. Yeah. So. By the way, I pulled it up on iHeartRadio, and I love the description of Ashley I, who says no, she's a notorious crier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <I'm> like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like you wrote that for like, I'm scared if one of us wrote the our description for each other. Oh, it's, it, uh,
2: yeah, I think I did. That's been, so we've been going on five years now uh, with iHeart. Uh, that happened kind of randomly. Um, I had a weird story. I was working at the office I was telling you guys about. I'd started a company called Generous uh, Coffee Company. So we sell coffee and we donate 100% of the profits to nonprofits. And I was working both jobs. I was starting Generous and working, uh, writing user manuals. And uh, I was like, "I don't know if I'm going to be able to make the, both these work." Well then Iheart called, and they said, "Hey, we well, want to do a podcast." And, and it allowed me to leave the brokerage' job. So podcasting is a great gig because you know you work a couple hours a week, you get to have uh, some great conversations, which I love to do, and then I could leave this, pretty much put my computer down and go and start working for Generous. And so it's been a wild ride where we talk pop culture. I also have the best job in the land because my whole gig is Ashley Iconetti, who's a crier, knows everything about pop culture, knows who's dating who and why they're dating who and what's going on in the world. And all I get to do is sit there and learn because I know nothing about it. Um, So, like, I'm like the dad in the game that just gets taught lessons. Uh, And it's been cool enough where, like, I've actually uh, a month ago launched a new podcast called Hope Still Wins. um, Kind of off of Almost Famous and the platform that's been built um, because it's something I care about and it's a passion of mine. So, yeah, it's been a it's been a fun ride.
1: We get asked all the time, dream guest, you get one, who do you want to have on?
2: Oh, that's a good question. I mean, it would have been Anthony Bourdain. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be the one uh, until he passed it. I always would say like, like that. I just, I, I've always found him fascinating. Uh, I think uh, Justin Timberlake, uh, cause I just think he brings an audience. Like I think he yeah, brings pr- a crowd and it's right easy. now, like we need it. And I feel like he's pretty He's a pretty good interview. Um, but for my co-host, Harry Styles, uh, and for my fiance, she likes him too, I guess. I just found that out. Um those two <laughs> are, girl does not Yeah, I guess. Yeah, Timberlake um, and Styles. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks for asking that. Almost Famous and Hopes to Wins have been uh, cool gifts in my life.
0: That's really, yeah, really beautiful. cool. It's fun. Check I mean, it out. Y'all, you've been doing it for five years. We've been doing it a year and a half now, and it's just so much fun just sitting here talking with guys like you.
2: Yeah, and getting to, getting to meet people. Um, and, it, you know, it, my whole life, the last few years, I've been getting to meet people, and you know, like you mentioned, it, we we got to hang out at the Zach Johnson uh, golf tournament uh, last weekend. Another dude who I've gotten to meet, kind of through the golf world, uh, who a few years ago took me to the Masters with him.
1: Mm.
2: Um, my dad was suffering from bad heart disease, and Zach at that event had heard my dad over talking that his bucket list was to go to the Masters, and so Zach goes, "Well, come on out." And I so think, I think Zach can make that happen. Yeah, yeah. you got any pull down there? Yeah, and uh, and Thursday uh, we drove down Magnolia Lane with Zach. To his first tee time my dad's bawling I actually have the video on my phone and yeah so it's just been a cool world And the golf world itself has been really like fun to get to like meet people talk to him because there's some cool people in this I love no it. keep it.
1: tightening up that game start beating Mark Mulder in these things have you gotten to meet Mark he wins oh, all these yeah. celebrity things it's obnoxious how good and tall he is you can't miss him
2: no he's uh he's he's intimidating I've gotten to meet him he plays in all of them <laughs> but he's intimidating because he's like I don't know he's taller than me yeah and I'm Huge. I'm like six four he's taller than me and he his shoulders stick out to about here yeah um
0: him and i have nothing in common <laughs> he'd be the guy taking the shirt off quick at the yeah. back sure. oh what pool time all
2: right i'll go <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but no i've uh, yeah he's always up there in the leaderboard.
1: yeah go get his ass yeah. bro all
0: right let's get to the emergency nine there nine fun questions okay we ask okay uh we do this with everyone you can trade lives with anyone for a day dead or alive what are you gonna choose
2: um uh, right now is Andrew shoffley
0: oh wow Shout out Xander
2: Schaffer. Yeah. He's, he's a little jet lagged right now. Yeah. A little
0: jet lagged, but
2: he's also in Memphis playing golf right off of a, a gold medal in golf. and uh, He's going to like hearing that. Yeah. I think that's a big deal. I mean, uh, he's, he's one of my favorites on tour right now. I, I, I mean, obviously, I, I like Ram a lot and I love Zach, um, but like, I, I really respect Xander and I think his, his game is great. And so he's kind of living the dream this week.
1: I yeah, like that. He's doing it. Yeah. You're going to have a long career in front of him. All right, next one. you got a book entitled Alone in Plain Sight. Yeah. If you're going to write a book only about your golf game, what would the title be? Uh, short Misses. Short Misses. Okay. Short and Crooked? Yeah. Short and Crooked. Good. Shit. I can right. write the sequel to it.
0: <laughs> you're, you're an Indiana Hoosier. Yeah. Favorite all-time Hoosier?
2: Uh, oh, that's, that's got to be a pretty easy question for me. Honestly, uh, Cody Zeller. A mm. uh, oh, good yeah. buddy of mine just uh, signed with the Blazers yesterday, um, just a stud. And he, when I was at IU, he turned the program around with a couple other
0: guys. What like are there. games like there? Just
2: incredible. Oh, incredible. Yeah. I was also there when, um, when IU was terrible. Like, that was the Crean's first year. So we had mm-hmm. to bring in this – like, so I played for Indiana Elite uh, in high school, which is an AU team That when we were ranked nationally. Uh, four of my buddies and teammates went to play for IU – there's a reason I didn't, but they all walked on or played for him, and so I got to go to these games and and watch it. They're insane, no matter if we're good or bad. That's awesome. Is that how you blew the ACL? Basketball, uh, bas- uh, football. Actually, oh, football. I, I rolled out in my junior year of high school and threw and blew the ACL out, and then I went and kept playing pickup and blew it out again. So then I realized I was
1: done. Oh, you're a quarterback.
2: Uh yeah. Uh, way
1: like gold, like way back. Way back. back. Yeah. Still quarterback. Yeah. All right. Here we go. <laughs> I don't know how closely you follow golf if you'll know these names, but I kind of hope you don't, actually, for one of them. Which tour player would make the better bachelor? Okay. Harry Higgs or Wyndham Clark? Uh, Harry Higgs. Yes! Uh, his, well, I knew uh, you'd nail it. Isn't the, the match <laughs> coming
2: up with him in it and uh, the, one of the reasons he's got chosen because of his jersey? Yeah, Liberty National. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. if you notice, like I haven't buttoned my shirt up yeah. in a while uh, because I feel like I look like him.
1: He, he's he's well, bringing the chest hair back too. Yeah. He would have we're, no we're issue. We're complimenting Harry a little too much right now. <laughs> I just knew it wouldn't be Wyndham. He yeah. doesn't have it. We yeah. did
0: we did nickname uh, Harry Higgs big beautiful.
1: Yeah. Oh, God, he he's,
2: is, he's, and his last name's great. Yeah. I actually uh, DraftKings uh, betted on him a few months ago. Now Fanduel. You Fanduel um, fan-dool. He's Fanduel. Smart. <laughs> um, I <fan-dooled>, uh <laughs> Harry uh, Higgs uh, a few months ago. Mostly, uh, this is maybe over a year ago during uh, quarantine. Uh, be, there's a tournament going on. I never really heard of him, and I he's, did it. And I looked him up. I was like, Oh no, I
0: like this guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a good. He's dude. fantastic. Mm-hmm. He is a great dude. So much fun to be around. All right, next one. More nervous teeing it up at Tahoe the first time, or waiting to see if you got a rose on your first ever show at The Bachelorette?
2: Tahoe, no question. In fact, uh, I uh I went over with one of the Sharp brothers in the uh in the van from the hotel for my very first uh tea time and i was he was like dude are you nervous i was like oh, i'm so nervous man like i'm shaking <laughs> in the back like i there's i don't know thousand people yeah. there and he's like come with me so he walks me back in the locker room and like steph curry's sitting next to my locker and all this stuff and he pulls out a bottle of tequila and we take a shot of tequila he's like this will help you there you go i don't I know agree. if it did
1: see they know but, how to get ready up there. Yeah. <laughs> they know how to get ready for an event we oh. were built for tahoe <laughs> oh, dude, we were built for <laughs> yeah. the jiggy jacks like, i tell you that uh I had one. You already answered it. it. was going to be, does Chris Harrison get to bring his clubs when he goes on all these trips uh, with you? So I'll ask you a different yes. one here. Yeah. That's a, a hell of a gig. Um, all right. I'll give you one. Most embarrassing moment, Rewatching rewatching your show. Is there ever a moment where you're just like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that? Oh, this was, yeah, this
2: one's going to really... I really hate talking about this moment because it's just not like great to keep publicizing, but, um, (laughs) people like self-deprecation. Yeah. So, uh, if you look at my season of the bachelor and you look at the, uh, the promo picture, it's me standing in a waterfall with Jojo. I love it. And we're in bathing suits and we're close to each other. And you can imagine what's happening at that point. Well, it's embarrassing enough to have it on TV and like it flashes through and like He's kind of from a distance, so nobody can tell what's going on down below. <laughs> Let alone, it becomes the promo picture. And so I don't know if you've ever watched The Bachelor where, like, they have the picture and then they black out, like, the background and they, like, sketch the picture. It's kind of like what they tease every week. Well, they sketch this thing with, what, you know, with me, you know, fully happy. Fully and, happy. <laughs> and cold water, dude. Cold Man, water. Yeah. Damn, guys. And, and so, like, for every week, my family had to watch this promo come up on TV. <laughs> Every oh, week they don't edit that to, out what do they do dude, like? i don't know what they were thinking like it, i don't know like it's very yeah, obvious it's to me you can incredible. actually yeah you can actually google it like i've never been so embarrassed and like oh, shit. uh yeah so that one still <laughs> pops up like every all of a sudden on my pun text, yeah, fun. yeah. That yeah. Thing pops up yeah, yeah. cold water, water ten times come on. on bro that but you that is one editor. of the most embarrassing moments but it's also like something you're very cautious of on the show um because you got to think like you got to allow for
1: that it's three months yeah. All right. Tight quarters.
0: All right. My last one. Listen, you're, you're obviously one of the most mm-hmm. famous bachelors of all time. I know you got some pull, but we've seen that Bachelor in Paradise show where, you know, all these girls run around a bunch of bikinis. Can you get me and Sleeves to be the bartenders on that show? Yeah.
1: Who's the bartender What's his Well, Wells Adams, who's bro, actually here he this needs week. We some help,
2: bro. Um, he's playing in this with me this week. We'll be um, the bar back. He just yeah. flew in. He became the host this year, so he's Uh-oh. taking over the duties. And so the, the bar is open. Vacant boys. bar? The Hello. bar is open. Transfusions for days will we'll be the little moles. Transfusions. Wow, you.
1: Yeah, get you one He's of those. He's transfusion.
2: I'm a tequila. guy. Get you okay. one of those, Benny. Uh, um, yeah. We, I think we can make this work. Oh, I mean, I think God. you can, you can do it. I, I feel like you can make your drinks. A lot of margaritas down there.
0: Subpar. We're gonna have we to take a hiatus. We're gonna get <laughs> <be the> bartenders <laughs> yeah. on paradise. We'll figure it out.
1: Yeah. All right, last one from me. What was more nerve wracking, having to hit a hot? What's more nerve wracking for you, having to hit a high soft pitch off a tight lie in front of a gallery, or getting ready for the first night in the fantasy suite? Uh, That's pressure.
2: First night in the fantasy suite. I'd actually say like, um, at this point in my golf career, uh, I am there to enjoy the moment because I don't know how many more moments I'll be getting. And so if I chunk one, I'm still out in front of a gallery and people are still watching. Uh, First night in fantasy suite is the very first time you have to talk to somebody for like a couple hours straight without a producer standing 10 foot from you. And like you become like the awkward boy in the corner that's just like <laughs> ah, I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah. So definitely more. And you got to be uh, ready. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: Ben, this has been so much fun for us. By the <laughs> way, plug your restaurant real quick. Before yeah. We go. If it's you're ever in Denver.
2: Denver, if you're ever in Denver, I have two restaurants out there: Ashkara, which is in the Highlands, mm-hmm. and then Mister Oso, which is in Rhino. One's Puerto Rican, one is Mediterranean. Uh, they're great, uh, it's fantastic spots. So, uh, thank you. Uh, yeah. Come out, check those out. Check out Generous Coffee Shop out there if
0: you're ever in Denver. It's
2: a place to be. If you're in awesome. the mile high, hit it up. Yep. Ben Higgins. Thank you, Benny. Been a pleasure.
0: Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate you, bro. All right. Well, that was Ben Higgins on Golf Subparts. Sleaze. Much different interview for us. A lot of fun. And just for you future people out there that want to be a bachelor, maybe just lie and say you love golf.
1: Yeah. It's a hell of a process to get in there. It's a full body scan to become the bachelor. And I knew it. I freaking knew it when they go in there and they are 20 chicks or whatever at the beginning and they got to go through. It's like Angela, you know, Renee, jill like there's no way you can remember all those names after mm-hmm. talking to these girls for three minutes one time so i knew they were going back and forth and had to get like all right give me that chick's name again knew it happened always thought so and now we have confirmation but damn what a ride and we're gonna be we're gonna be bartenders probably as well uh,
0: bachelor like. in paradise bartenders gravy and the sleaze yeah colton drew we're gonna be there on Bachelor in Paradise, most likely. If they don't, hey, they're crazy.
1: Hey, barkeep, can I get a pina colada? Nope, double transfusion. Shut up. Here you go. All the time.
0: We know how to make transfusions and tequila shots. Right. What you do you like want? Don't like that. Sorry, you're you're not going to qualify for this year's. You're going to get kicked off
1: this show next week, anyway. So.
0: But it is crazy. I mean, what a world we live in. Here's a guy just really didn't like his job. Got this opportunity to go on the Bachelorette and became one of the most famous dudes in the world.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You wake up one day and you're, you know, writing, you know, script or whatever that he was writing at the time. Just a regular nine to five job. Next thing you wake up, bam, Us Weekly, everywhere you go, cameras. I mean, that's a hell of a, that's a hell of a run in a very short period of time. That that Bachelor life's a different beast, but it was fun getting the, I mean, every dude out there, whether you like it or not, you've seen The Bachelor, you've watched it. It's, it's yeah, kind of fun to get the it. little just ins it. and outs of all that, that show, what yeah. goes on behind the scenes.
0: And I loved him talking about how he handled Tahoe, how nervous he was, teeing it up in front of people uh the karaoke story which was unbelievable you know here we got Justin Timberlake Rascal Flatts singing oh and Ben Higgins take it away uh
1: imagine <laughs> imagine imagine that JT oh. and then you think it's a spoof deal that's a hell of a prank even if it was un- if it was unintentional that is a hell of a prank to pull up there all right but you're up yep. go get him. oh pick Whitney by the way that'll be an easy one to do
0: oh i love it so good Ben and Higgins. Chris Harrison
1: getting to play golf bringing his sticks every single place he goes that has to be one of the you know, best a... gigs on planet or right, you come in guys this is the final rose. All right, see you tomorrow. I'm going to play St. Andrews. Here's 12 Peace. million,
0: um, and I'm going to go play golf. <laughs> all
1: right, how many roses left? Oh, final one? All right, got it. All right, go
0: get your tea time, bro. All right, well, man, Ben Higgins, that was awesome. Really, really enjoyed it. A little different for us, like I said, but a lot of fun. Hope y'all enjoyed it. All right, Sleaze, it is time to get to the gambling part, and that means FanDuel, the number one sports book in all the land. Sleaze, you want to add a little excitement to your golf-watching experience by betting on all the action on FanDuel Sportsbook. There's a reason why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. So the
1: big, biggest thing for us is the app is very simple to use. That there could not be emphasized enough how easy the app is to use. The, the worst thing in the world is, all right, football game, I want to get some action on it. Oh, it's about the kick. Let me sign in. Let me do all this stuff. And you can't get there, and the ball's in the air, and it says, bet not available. You get on FanDuel, that thing is easy to use. Even I can use it.
0: It takes two seconds to place a bet. It's, it's, it's I, good. I lo- it's scary slash awesome all at the same time. But there's all kinds of cool promotions, enhanced odd boost, everything you want. And if you win, they even get you your winnings in as quickly as 24 hours.
1: Also cannot be overstated how important that is. Some of these books you go in, you win. All right, give me my money. And they need like a birth certificate and a urine sample and all this stuff. It (laughs) takes forever. You end up just losing it. FanDuel gets you that money. And right now, Sleaze, FanDuel is letting you place your first
0: bet risk-free up to $1,000. Just place a bet on any game or golfer, and FanDuel will refund you up to $1,000 back if you don't win your first bet. I mean, are you kidding me? You just throw a $1,000 bet out there, and if you win, great. If you lose, no problem.
1: That's the kind of book I'm into. Win, we'll pay you, lose. Don't worry about it. Not many of those around. Like I said, if you lose,
0: you'll get your entire bet up to $1,000 back in site credit. No big deal. That is Absolutely incredible! That is why FanDuel is the best.
1: That's why, in our very unbiased opinions, best sports book on the planet. I lost a lot of hands in blackjack last night. You know what they didn't say? Hey, don't worry about it. Yeah, we'll just know. pay you when you Here's win. your bud. chips back. You know don't what? Good try. It. You should have won on that nineteen against the twenty-one, the eight card twenty-one. All right. Well, if you have if you've
0: never tried FanDuel Sportsbook, what are you waiting for? Go to FanDuel slash subpar or download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and get started. Be sure to sign up with promo code SUBPAR so they know that we sent you. Disclaimer must be 21 years or older and present in New Jersey. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? 1 800 Gambler. All right, well, let's get it's to on our speed down for the kids. <laughs> exactly. All right, well, let's get to our FanDuel picks, please. We almost started off this wonderful relationship 2 oh. 0. We got Abe answer at the WGC in Memphis. We had we touted Russell Henley, who was in full control for 71 holes. Three-putt bogey on the last. Ended up missing a playoff.
1: Uh, God, I mean, if we would have started 2-0, and oh, boy, we might quit. have
0: to have FanDuel add a couple zeros to that just contract. Just shut it down
1: at that point. Yeah, it just comes out with the lead day one, leading the entire time. Even in the 72nd, seconds, like, all right, worst case, he's going to catch a playoff, at least have a chance, and – uh it just wasn't wasn't meant to be. But uh, pretty good run there we had. So let's get to our fan duel picks here before we get into our one-and-done picks. Two different things. Let me start off here. I know you got one you like. I like sitting at 22-1. to 1, Well, Xander Schauffele, the gold medalist. I mean, things are going pretty well for him right now. Uh, I think he's had enough time now for that gold medal and the media circus and all the stuff that comes along with it to die down. It's time to, time to punch the clock again for him. But 22-1, to 1, I mean, I feel like he should be – a lot less than that going into this week. One of the guys I would pick outright, honestly, and he's there at twenty two. So Xander's my fan duel pick of the week. Really like him.
0: Yeah, we got John Rahm as the favorite at eleven to one. Colin Morikawa and Dustin Johnson at seventeen to one. You know, I'm looking for Dustin Johnson to finally get it going and be in contention. I really like Dustin Johnson around Liberty National. As far as some guys with a little bit of value, I am shocked by this. This man has had a nice track record around Liberty National. He just lost in a playoff at the Wyndham Championship. Adam Scott,
1: I mean, he's a good-looking man, and so are his odds. 43-1. to Yeah, 43. Could be a little hangover after that uh, little whoopsie-daisy there in the playoff last week. But when you're Adam Scott, you look in the mirror and be like, I'm still – Better looking than everybody. My swing's prettier than everybody, and I'm rich. So I mean, maybe you shake that off a little faster than the average bear. But yeah, that's a great number for Adam Scott as well. So uh, good looking for Adam Scott here as he makes a little run into the playoffs. So those are the FanDuel picks. No, no, of the no, week. no, no, no. We're not done yet. I got one got more, more for you, please. Oh, you got a we, double we, dip we're trying,
0: right. to, we're trying to make a lot of money here. For okay, these guys. who we got now? And just because this man shook his ass all over mm. Liberty National during the President's Cup. Siwoo Kim is going to shake his ass over Liberty National once again. He's going off at 90-1. to 1. Just got to throw him in there for some value.
1: And yeah, just to say shaking that ass a few times. Exactly. Back here, it's just that was fun. totally <laughs> a- Even if you don't like him, like I hate him, but let's go with Siwoo shaking that ass Kim. Yeah. Love it. All right, yeah. there you go. 90-1. Yeah. No get paid on that.
0: All right. Well, still, make sure you go sign up at the FanDuel Sportsbook and use promo code SUBPAR. Let them know that we sent you and get amongst it with FanDuel and Golf SUBPAR. All right, sleeves. let's get to the one and done, which was a little rough last week. You took Ricky Fowler. I took Ches Revy. We can bind for $0. A couple of goose <laughs> eggs on the board. Props uh, to us for those Jesus. astute picks. Stay I'm, high. dude...
1: I wasn't really necessarily – I wasn't expecting Ricky Fowler to win this thing or whatever, but being on the bubble like that guy that's, you know, been in huge situations, I I, I thought he would go and have a week and, and get to the playoffs. I I did. I wasn't like, a, hey, I think this guy's going to win. But I was shocked by that, and I'm still shocked by the fact that he uh, didn't play the Barracuda the week before just to give himself two cracks at it. So, disappointing and a little uh, regroup time for Ricky right now. I guess he can go to the drawing board and figure out what's working and what's not, and hopefully he gets hopefully he gets back playing some good golf. It's that putter, man, that's really – you know kind of abandon him yeah and my guy Chez Reevy, I found out Thursday after his
0: round in Wyndham I saw him he stepped in a hole in Tahoe hurt his knee I was like hey bud maybe just say hey just in case you're gonna pick me this week I stepped in a hole tweaked my knee a little bit ends up missing the cut but he's on to the FedEx Cup playoffs so Chez you owe me a drink or 12
1: these damn holes out there gotta avoid those beasts unbelievable you never know in this game
0: all right well that's gonna do it for another fantastic episode we gotta
1: make our one and done picks oh shit yeah
0: I got ahead of myself. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I, I know want you want to it to be cut. over. <laughs> I want it to be over. I don't want to miss another cut.
1: All right. Well, let me I'll, I'll lead her off then because I only got two big names left. I have not used them. DJ and Rory are still in the chamber. I'm sending DJ out this week. I mean, he's had two top tens in his last three with a little <laughs> miscut in between. But like, I mean, I'm using the whole year. I got I mean, there's These are zero thought behind these. It's just DJ and then Rory. So DJ this week for the, for the sleaze.
0: All right. Well, I'm going with a guy. I'm just going, my, my year is totally screwed, so I'm just kind of going to go off the board. Yeah. I mentioned him in our FanDuel pick. He's a good-looking man. Played really nice golf last week when he had to to make these playoffs. He loves Liberty National. Adam Scott.
1: Okay. All right. Fair enough. And next year, we had talked about this last night as we were at the card tables. As, as you know, here in Vegas, there's a lot of dancers, a lot of activity around. So we had some go-go dancers around the uh, blackjack tables. I was sitting there, and I was like, what would it take to get up on there and dance for a song? And then I had the idea... Next year, for our gambling, losers should have to dance yeah. up there in uniform this, for one song, or you could buy your way out of it. This will be it. But it could take a number. on.
0: Let's take it one year at a time.
1: Video for days.
0: All right. Well, that is now going to do it for another fantastic episode of Golf Subpar. Next week, we got a ball striking Jesse joining us. Lucas Glover will be with us on Golf Subpar. Thanks for listening. Everyone have a great week. We'll talk to you next week.